I'm going to tell everybody in school, if you want to see my dad on YouTube, to say on it, the tape never lies. <laughs>
It uh, is you know, stressful, man. I, <laughs> there are times I'm going to snap, you know, like it's yeah. just going to happen. It's just oh, gonna I, happen. I, I hear you, dude. It's, I honestly think it's going to be interesting. We're going to have Dan Weeder on next week. Um, I'm keeping it 100 and it's going to be, I, I honestly think the media and the fans are making a lot more out of it than they need to. I think the, I think it's a pretty easy decision. You know what I mean? I think we're digging down too deep at the end of the day. But it's our way, right? Like it's, it's, it's our way. Yeah. We'll get there though. We don't want to, we don't want to fuck up and start talking QBs right out the gate when we said we weren't going to, but yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a big decision. We'll get there. We got lots and lots and lots of time to cover it. If I could interrupt for a second. Uh, So, Maisie, I told you you're not supposed to be listening because uh, Steph just sent me a text and said she heard you say fuck it up and she screamed, come on, Shane, like your <laughs> best friends. So, um... Maisie, I am so fucking sorry. <laughs> I won't do it again. <laughs> we won't do this shit anymore, okay? Yeah, no right. more of this shit. <laughs> I don't know, but that, that bear's head behind you is pretty fucking amazing whoever got you it's- that. It's the inc- most incredible Bears related piece of memorabilia anyone has ever gotten yes, for me. So it's pretty she, impressive. Show that to Steph so she <laughs> can appreciate it. But, anyways, let's get into it, man. We got the Arizona Cardinals coming into Chicago. And I, Carter, you sent me a text and it was weird when you sent it to me. You know, you're like, this isn't going to be the, the gimme game that a lot of people are talking about. I think they see, you know, dome team warm weather team coming to Chicago, but it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting setup here to see. Cause I mean, even Matt Eberflus has to make a transition. How is he going to, you know, how is he, get, what is he going to do with Kyler Murray? I think that that's the part that I'm going to be interested in too. You know, he's a guy that's got some scoots that it can make some plays with his feet and that's going to be an adjustment. It's not going to be Jared Goff in the pocket. It's not going to be, you know, a statue back there. So it's going to be interesting to see how Eberflus attacks all of this. Well, and I think, you know, the difference here is we have been a much better run defense, but the two games that we've really struggled have been with very physical offensive yeah. lines. And uh, Arizona's running the ball really well. So, and, and they're not really a, a threat through the air as much, right. even with Murray, because there's, I mean, just name someone on that team that's doing anything other than McBride. But uh, it's it's a it's a change all the way around, Shane. Because it's we're now solidly into that fourth quarter of the season. You know, yeah. you've got these handful of games here. This is going to be the last real pivot that you have to make. And so this middle pivot, these last five games, has been so brutal right. that you hope to see something different but you have no belief that there's going to be anything different right so and that's that's the thing and then one more thing that i'm going to be interested in too is this last game man there was so much on the line and i understand this is a young team there's still a ton for them to play for just in their you know ascension as players but at the same time when you get kicked in the face like that, when you remove yourself essentially from the playoff equation, I know that there's still what is it, 
what is there like a three percent chance or something it's like that? It's not happening. Yeah, it's not happening exactly. But will they rebound? Will they maintain? Will they come out with a vengeance? Are they still going to be the same defense that has been making plays and taking the ball away? That that hits philosophy. And let's be honest, man. This is a head. This is an entire coaching staff on the line so you know flus better be if flus wants to to maintain here if he wants to be here he better be coaching his ass off he should have been anyway but well how how they react and it's never been good how they've reacted exactly two years in either yeah Yeah. no i hear you so but let's well this is this is when it gets a little interesting too because this is where kind of being a chameleon as a play caller comes in really handy sometimes i think we forget that it's the hardest thing in some of these jobs is the year-to-year consistency like look at jacksonville last year and yep. the way offense looked and then this year it's taken a significant step back and, and trevor lawrence has kind of had a step back year as well yeah the, the really good ones keep that consistency because they make small chains that changes part of the reason you're seeing uh, Detroit's struggle, struggle right now is it's been about 17 games since you know the the um, uh, the the tailgate show last year, right? And that's when their offense really started right. to take off. And what you've seen is the offense is now starting to struggle a little bit more against better defenses in Detroit. So these things of like you know. Season to season are incredibly difficult, but four game stretch to four game stretch right. is extremely difficult. We've kind of just exited that four stretch. So now we're kind of in that middle. And it's I, when you get punched, now the, now you're getting counter punched. How do you do that? You just have no faith that they can do it whatsoever. I'm, I'm right there with you, man. It's until proven otherwise, this is who they are in big moments. They, they don't show up. Yeah, they don't yeah. show up for four quarters. They may they might show up for three and a half, but it's it's though that half of a quarter that they don't show up and they end up losing. So we got our first super chat here. Sean Stewart, five bucks. Happy holidays, cars and Shane and the TTNL family. Thanks, man. Happy Appreciate holidays it. to you as well. Yes, we are, I believe we're here. It is, it is, especially with the the weather here in New York. I texted you cars. I was in line at the car wash. You know, today on December 21st, and there's a whole line of cars that's supposed to be in the 50s on Christmas Day here in New York. So I know it's going to be like that for you in in uh, Chicago. So yeah, we know. had snow at Hall on Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> literal snow and freezing, and it'll be 20 degrees warmer on Christmas this year. It's pretty yeah. in, in, pretty insane. Yeah, it's crazy. So. Let's let's dive into it, man. Might end sure. up being a little bit shorter of a show tonight, but we uh, still God. have lots. We still have lots to talk about. So let's let's just talk a little bit about the uh, we'll call them the Kyler Cardinals, which is too close to almost a KKK type of sounding thing. But uh, so they're two and three here. The the things you want to look at, Murray has it, and I spelled Murray there wrong, but he hasn't been great. Hasn't been tearing it up. About 201 and one. Um, the Cardinals are really focused on that run game. Um, last week, they rushed for well over 200 yards against the seventh best uh, rush defense in the NFL. 
140 a game. So they're right in the same range that we have been, mm-hmm. but down below is really where they're, uh, they're eating us up. So you can see the yards per carry, but Connor having 14% of his carries going over 10, y- 10 or more yards is an insane stat. When they, it sure is. Holy when shit. they, when they bring in DeMarcado, he's at 9% of those carries are going. So you're talking about every 10 carries, every 10 touches for these guys, one is going 10 plus. They had a 69 and a 44 yarder, if I'm remembering correctly, against San Francisco. So they're a big play run uh, offense, which is super necessary because you could see they're only averaging on the season 5.9 yards per pass and five yards per run. So it's a negligible difference between them. From When it looks at from a, a pass catching perspective, it's Trey McBride and pretty much no one. I mean, Hollywood Brown and Shane, you'll remember Hollywood Brown went for the a higher yep. draft pick than AJ Brown did. Yeah. Um, is not having a big year, isn't seeing the ball a lot. There are no wide receivers, really. Uh, Rondell Moore has been really a gadget guy and, and a big disappointment there. Dorch is injured. So it's, you know, you take away McBride, it, it becomes a really one-dimensional team, but they're really good running off the edges. Paris Johnson Jr. and uh, Humphreys have been really good they averaging i think it's like five and a half plus mm-hmm. yards per rush over uh the end behind them so you really you know again detroit was a physical run game we struggled with that arizona runs that as well and that's we're gonna really see how improved the run defense is uh this week absolutely yeah and it's they have to maintain and this is where you want to see a guy like you know jervon dexter take yet another step and and make some plays and you know i was looking around two cars and i said how interesting is it you know i know every the way that the whole larry Joby thing fell apart and mm-hmm. and i still praise <clears throat> ryan poles for what he did you have you have that is a difficult thing to do yeah you know, when you oh, agree yeah. when you agree to terms but it always comes down to the physical but really for a while there justin jones was absent and then he started obviously bringing in Montez Sweat and stuff like that. But Justin Jones, at this point, Cars, you even brought it up too. He's a guy that's going to be right in line that absolutely deserves to be a part of this rotation on the interior and deserves that contract extension. Well, I think that's what's really helped him a lot more is that they've been running a lot more pairings with Dexter and mm-hmm. Billings and not just him, right? So it's absolutely more of Dexter's snaps are taken at the place. So he's, he's getting to stay healthy. And some of these, these guys are good, you know, X amount of plays guys. Isn't it Saban that always like grades them on their snaps and yep. says, yep, you had 25, you did mm-hmm. 20 next week. You're a 20 snap guy until you show us you could yep. do it. It it was very similar mm-hmm. to that, but yeah, he's absolutely earned his way into a contract. I mean, last year he was a team captain. He's still, talked about by a lot of peaks, uh, folks as a leader in that defensive line room. Uh, he's not going to cost you a ton of money, but rotationally. Yeah, no, totally, he, totally he's got to be a piece on a, <clears throat> on a good team. 
he can be a he's a, a, a top flight third guy that yeah, you're three and a half sacks yeah. out of a guy like that you'll take that all day and i think he's got another uh just got another 15 qb right. hits yeah. right so like he is disrupting quite a bit leads the team in tackles for loss i believe also oh, that is correct he does yeah. he's, he leads with nine and he actually leads us in qb hits as well so i mean it's he's he's just one of those guys you you, you don't ask too much of him and we'll give it. it's kind of like the uh old mark anderson year yeah. right like we asked him just to be a situational guy tore off the next year we're like make that leap and he said no and yeah and that, that's the thing and i mean that is such an easy trap to fall into and i can i know he got hurt this year but we talked about it with a guy like khalil herbert there mm-hmm. is nothing wrong with the role that he provided the role that he was playing last year and no part of me ever looked at khalil herbert like oh this is this can be the lead guy this can be the focus of your running game and i said so many teams fall into that trap and i said that's what makes this looking at montez sweat you have to give ryan poles so much credit oh. after the way that the chase claypool thing fell apart you you can be you can be you know really really leery about making any deal with a high second round pick again but a guy coming in from a defensive line that's first round pick first round pick first round pick first round pick that had some nice years yep but he comes here where he is clearly the man it's all him and he has embraced that role and really taken off and i said it's those are the things that make gms their money because that that is that is really really hard to figure out you can watch a guy on tape you can see him making plays cars but to be able to to realize what this guy is going to be like when you give him 98 million dollars and when you're surrounded by talent and playing okay you're playing Mm -hmm. good enough but then you pay him and then you take it up not one level not two levels but up four or five levels that's a special special thing right there man it really is it's the opposite of the uh, when we did the Ottawale Ogunlia signing, yeah. right? Because there was a concern of with him is is Aaron Taylor on the other side making him better? Is that yeah. why he's so elevated? But all we heard, you know, from anyone who would talk was that, you know, he was the fourth most important player on that line, and yes, his sack numbers were higher, but that was because of what everybody else was doing. And he was just the one that did it consistently every year. And to see the stretch that he has put in, you're absolutely right. Like, how do you look at a player? Again, uh, Ogunlia versus this. On wildly talented lines, putting up really good numbers, you're either going to err on the side of that he's better and he'll show it, or you're going, and probably the vast majority of the time as well, or you're going to hit. He hit massively. Do you remember what the Wale trade was? Had a second and a no second and a fourth. It was a third and Marty Booker. That oh my god, that's right. Oh the Marty Marty Booker was my dude. I loved that guy. He I had a dog at the I had a lab at the time and I named him Booker after Marty Booker. And they traded him. He was my dude. 
the first ever bear to catch a hundred passes in yeah. a season. Yeah, and did it back to back, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've actually been in contact with Marty and we're trying to set up a time to to get him to come onto the show. I would so. be I, I just always remember every every year get to training camp and like just so you remember he's got alien long <laughs> fingers and it would be a story he every wore three X gloves and his hands were so big he couldn't even he couldn't even strap them. If you look Maybe. at Marty Booker when he played there, the the Velcro was always undone because his hands were so big. I just always remember some of those fingertip catches and and the, you know he didn't play with a lot of re- yeah. <laughs> really good quarterbacks that yeah. were known for their accuracy. I think would be the way I would say it. Uh, so he was he, he was one of the, the better ones and one probably that doesn't get enough love because of the era that he played here absolutely so what do you what do you got next so let's talk about the cardinals defense the opposite side uh cardinals are giving up just as many yards rushing as they are doing themselves so you could see only two teams didn't rush over them and those are two teams that could care less about the run this year in (laughs) washington and and, uh, the Bengals. over the last five so again trying to use the the time that kyler has been there the D is giving up 27 points a game, uh, but we could thank Mitch Trubisky and his leadership for 10 of those points in that Steelers game. Don't tell Mike North. <laughs> um, if you look at it, this is where I love that how misleading stats can be. So the Cardinals look to be the 13th best pass defense, only giving up 236 yards, but that's because everybody can run on them. And if you look below, they're giving up almost... I think it's like nine yards or eight point something yards per attempt. So they are the the third highest yard per attempt team. Uh, they have nine interceptions on the season, three of which came against C.J. Stroud. Uh, they've had zero sacks the last three weeks. They are not forcing turnovers. Uh, you know, if you try to li- name people, Shane, it's like Zayvon Collins, Buda Baker, <laughs> right. and then name someone right like josh woods only because i looked and people would know him ttnl friend josh woods yeah but you, like a lot of that roster you just look at defensively yeah. is is nothing their leading sacker has five and if you would think that he might have been an extra on the sons of anarchy as one of the <laughs> uh those folks so i think it's defensively this is a game that should be uh, a get healthy game for the offense. It should play into the hands a little bit, but God, we'll we'll get there. But I I don't know about you, but like it's just not a very talented football team on no. either side. Um, no. no, it's it's not. And like I said, it's just I don't want to go down the wormhole of of negativity because there's so much <laughs> there's so much here that we could do a four-hour show on it and i know people get nauseated by it after a little while but you're you're right man it's just there's there's so much there and listen is it is it going to be out of the realm of possibility for arizona to not want to win this game you know i I, I, no because i think they're locked in with kyler yeah and they kind of because of the contract and everything else Right. They have to be, and he hasn't looked bad. And 
but they he has no weapons like right Trey McBride and a bunch of garbage so no I don't I don't think it would be out of the realm of possibility because I think they desperately would want Marvin Harrison Jr. to pair up on the outside 100 percent and that's That's their home run pick yeah all day all day long and we've we've maintained you know quarterback quarterback wide receiver you know are going to be the first three picks in this draft and I and I still maintain that and as much as I love Marvin Harrison Jr., we talked about it a little bit last night, Cars. You know, in some scenario, if the Bears decided they were trading down, and then mm-hmm. you brought this up earlier, I'm a massive fan of Malik Neighbors. You know oh. what I mean? And it's it's Marvin Harrison is is fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but. There's there's gonna be options there, but I I totally agree with you. I think they are full steam ahead, hundred percent on board with Marvin Harrison Jr. coming to Arizona. And it's like last year because they latched on to Paris really early yeah. and and it kept getting mocked. And so you kind of knew when they dropped back, you're like, that's a little far for him. That's mm-hmm. probably not gonna be. And that they planned it with the other move. They're a team that does tend to lock in, but it's it's really the perfect marriage at that right. point because if if Kyler is going to take a leap, right, and he's been good but wildly inconsistent, and it, you know you, you're going to have to pay him a hundred more million the next two years, or it's a hundred and ten or something like that. Right, and this is what I was just looking at. Uh... Vince had in here, you know, if they wanted to trade him, and it's just financially, you everything, can't. every yeah, everything's kicking in now. It's like Black and Abdallah going on ESPN radio. Was it? I don't know what time it was. Whenever they were on and talking about the Bears trading their first, you know, their two first round picks to the Chargers for Justin Herbert, and I'm like, guys, come on, take ten seconds out of your life to go look up at the contract and see that it's impossible for the, for them to do. And the Arizona, it's the same type of deal. I mean, what are the, what are the numbers on that cars? If so they... he is 50 oh, for Kyler right now. Yeah. So he's 55 million next year or 51 million, but he would be 85 million in dead cap <laughs> next year. Yeah, no way. So that's not going to happen. And then the year after he drops down to his salary is 45 million and his dead cap is 33. So, yeah. It, it's really a one-year deal, but it and again it works out in the sense of mm-hmm. we get this this piece here. That piece is is there, but that that team, good lord, as great of a player as that is, you, you have no offensive line like to right. pass block. They've been pretty good, and, and shockingly, Paris has been better to me in in pass block or in run blocking than run pass blocking. Yeah. Yep. Which yep, is a total right. change, um, but you—it's one of those things where you love Marvin and you want to see him go to the right place. And New England, Atlanta, or uh, Arizona, and the Giants are going to be the worst places for the, him to go, and that's where he's going to most likely end up. Right. Yeah. Which is crazy to think about. It is. Yeah, and I. Guys, we got a ton of time to talk about the draft, but even like this, I'm I I am not going up. I'm not giving up assets to go up. 
for a for a wide receiver. No, um, because in, in, there's not as well. I mean, there's a there's a drop off overall, right? Sure. From Arjun to Malik, but but I mean, you you're giving up legit compensation to go from yeah to get it into the top three, like legit. It's the same type of deal from what trading number one this year is going to be more expensive than trading number one last year. Well, the team that's coming up. Yeah. Cause in, in two things here though, one, I don't think if, if new England is drafted two, I think Marvin's going there as well. I, I don't see them reaching for a quarterback because again, I don't believe in Drake may, I don't believe in, in Jaden Daniels in the top 10. Um, so yeah, like I, I think you're looking to move up to two and because quarterbacks are going to be in play for others, right. That value or the cost of that move is going to be normal quarterback trade or pick trade value. And that's going to be, Way but worse. even let's just say he was at three and you it, moving from five to three is two plus. And we don't have it. Right. Well, yeah. well but I'm, but I'm saying, yeah. so that's. You're giving up, you're giving up a one next year. Yeah. And there's, there's no fucking way. And, and that's, into that. that's the thing is when you're still building the roster up again, if this is if Malik you're playing neighbors with, is really really good and i really good yeah if you are a team like seattle last year or detroit last year where you were a playoff team uh and you you basically lucked into a top five draft pick because of a bad trade that another team made those are the times when you can convince yourself you're a you're luckily in the top five and you don't expect to be there again so you go make that trade and give up a first next year because you know it's going right. to be 25, 30 because you're that type of team. Then you do it. But when it's still unknown and there's not enough of a drop-off mm-hmm. to make up for that, yeah, I, I think you you kind of have to walk away from it. Do you think that there's any chance, Cars, that <clears throat> I know we're not going to get into quarterback talk, but do you think that there's any chance if – say a T Higgins hits unrestricted free agency that the bears are going to look there to open, to make the draft wide open for them. Oh, uh, absolutely. The issue with T will just be, there are some beliefs he might want to try to go to be somewhere to be the guy. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, but no, I, if you uh, do, mo- because money. then you still have Bowers yeah. in play yeah. and hundred percent Bowers is a really really good player like i think really about what player. bowers would be with Komet as the other tight end and that that gets me excited. that that's going to make cole Komet's life i mean so much easier if you had a guy like bowers in there i just I, I just do not like the thought of drafting a tight end up I, that high i don't as good i don't as he is. i don't either um but if, if you look at what pitts did his first season versus the rest and how it's all on the head coach and offensive coordinator and friend of the show. Uh, God, what's our former quarterback coach? That's the offensive coach, offensive coordinator there. Um, oh, Jesus. 
you're making me think tonight. I, I won't think about it anymore. But, um, you know, it's uh, you just sometimes there's a player that are so talented and the way that the draft is that there really isn't all that much, you know, in the top five, like the UCLA kid, some great tape, but I'm not drafting a kid with a neck history and and shoulder. Like, I don't think he's going to be the first edge off the board anyway. No, it's no, but like those other guys, it's, you know, it's Caleb, it's Olu, it's alt. And then as much as I hate and I wasn't on it early cars, but going back and I've started to jump into the edges a little bit too. There's Dallas Turner has taken a leap, taken a big leap. He really, really has. And I, I'm, I'm an Alabama guy and I wasn't in on him, but he's a hundred percent going to be in the discussion for them. And again, I told you this, um, Rick Spielman talked about it and just to show you the, you can say whatever you want about Rick Spielman, but he, he knows prospects and he knows he's he's pretty good at you know what he did he said in this draft if he had will anderson jr and dallas turner on the board together he would be hard pressed to bypass dallas turner even with will anderson on the board and You pair something like that with Montez sweat cars, that could be. And Dexter. Yeah. That's and what and I'm just saying. look at it, the rotation, right? Like you've got walk, like you've got a lot of bodies there. Then you're throwing at it. You know, Dexter yeah. takes that step. He pushes Justin Jones to the third. You make that teal. You feel you push Demarcus Walker to your third. Now he's a really good third defensive yeah. lineman. And you know yeah. Philly, Philly last year, right? They rode rotations like that right. constantly. You throw and, fastballs all game long. You can you can destroy game plans. And this is oh. a, this is another actually Creighton. Where was your Tavandre Sweat? Is I love him. <laughs> he's massive, but he's he's a load. Absolutely, yeah. It's a it's a name. Um, I'm not taking him up up top by any means, but no, it's that's definitely a guy that's on my radar that I'm a fan of. And what is he? He's like six fuck. Yeah, he's uh, six four and three three fifty plus. But right? you, like you look at it if you're building that Philly model, he's your oh he's your, you know, the who's the Jordan um Jordan Davis, yeah. Davis. He's yeah. he's your Jordan Davis. Yeah. Oh, I mean it's yeah, there, there, there are, and you like you these think players. About, you think about putting a guy like that next to next to Dexter on the interior of your line cars with a Montez Sweat, but the, the, this is where this is where you start to build some swag for your team because it starts there. When we say that it starts in the trenches, that's the that's the thing, and I love I love um, Olu. But as much as I hate Notre Dame, Alt is all is a fucking dog. And that's what I love. My biggest fear with Olu is 
demean. I, I want a dude that wants to. You want to write a guy right. like Wright. Yeah, right. Right. You want a dude that's going to he's not he's not just going to accept blocking you. He wants to block you and then put you through the fucking wall and then tell you about it. Yeah. Say, I'll be back in 40 seconds and I'm going to do the same fucking thing. That's who all is. And I, I nasty to, to me, that is critical on your offensive line. I want I a always, bunch of guys that are going to go out there and say, fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you. Oh, I'm here to dominate you. It. Listen, in my life, one of my favorite tackles of all time, Kyle Turley. Man, that's how yeah. that dude played, right? He, he was mean, vicious, just probably said some of the most awful things you could ever think of. But, like, that's that's that mold, right? You want a guy that does want that and you kind of need that that sets tones that that type of aggressiveness you know mm-hmm. your running back sees a pancake from tevin jenkins yeah. everybody gets amped up right you see it from the entire left side and your right side that's how the, then momentum and energy carries way better way better Totally agree. And this, I started this earlier, um, so I was a little bit late putting it up there. Um, do you think it's time to straight only play players you expect to be here next year? It's listen. The, the team is so young; they're they're actually playing. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you have to look at it from Matt Eberflus's perspective. Also, is he wants to win? He's going to put out there the guys that he thinks are going to get the Ws for him. You know, he's coaching for his life. He's coaching for his livelihood. He'll never get another HC gig after no, this. No, no, no. You're right. Exactly. He'll get high. He'll be a DC all fucking day long or be a linebackers coach for a year and then be a DC the, ne- the next year, 100%. But this team, and you know, oh, I got to give Olin a bunch of credit here because he, uh, he was on the score and they asked him the same question. And, and he said, you know, this team is so young. The young guys are all playing anyway. Yeah. But he said, for me, the move is, and I I didn't even, I never thought of it. He's like, for me, the move, if I'm Matt Eberflus, I go and I say to Getsy, I'm removing play call duties from your, you know, you're not doing it anymore. And we're going to see what it looks like with Janoko calling plays. Yeah. For the last three games and i'm like that's a fucking brilliant play that you have nothing to lose by doing that you really don't and actually you have a lot more to gain get, exactly and you started to dance around it a little bit when oh, asked about some of the play not calling. even a little not even a little bit cars i think but it was he's yeah. always danced around it but this was you know the next level so yeah if if something goes wrong here this week even if something goes right, that could be mm-hmm. kind of a decision that we want to give it another turn. And then he can go and say, look, late, I get it, but I figured it out and we did this the next two weeks and 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 go. This is the only way probably of right. solidifying him as having a, a gig. Right. And I I I thought Flus had a couple of comments, you know, that one that we're talking about there with with Getsy that that really stood out to me and then him speaking on the 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 fourth down play yeah they're like does he have the option to pass and he's like oh yeah 
to, to me that said a to me that said a whole bunch when he it, said it the way that he said it i think it was a designed yeah but when he came out and didn't see yeah it you know and, and those are the things i think it's it's difficult uh you want to answer this so cars? I know that's what I was just about to the answer is no, I wouldn't. And I think we put so much into how the defense has gotten better and some of the players have gotten better, but the uh right way to use your players, the lack mm-hmm. of accountability from the head coach, um, lots of things like that just continue to be red flags. It's sure he's a nice guy i'm sure you know all of those things but you kind of find out with some of these guys if there's something there or not right and i just don't it's the most overused phrase i don't think he hates to lose enough i think he loves to win but i just don't get the sense that like play in play out game in game out is life and death and usually the best kind if of it, have that in them. If it was cars, you're never you're never dropping Justin Jones on a critical down. Exactly. You know what I mean? I mean, it's it's that is I understand though you're gonna have that built into your and that's the way you message your, it in like the a, locker room. Right. Yeah. But you just I mean, and Justin Jones to come out and say, you know, Nick Moriano asked him flat out. Have you ever practiced that before? And he's like, uh, yeah, that's um not really sure how to answer that. But yeah, I've never that's that's not something that I ever remember doing. And I mean, it's the most it's the most the fucking playoffs are on the line, and your call is to drop your defensive tackle into coverage against a guy that at that point had nine receptions in the ballgame. Well, and it, it's reasons like that that I feel like the overall vitriol to Darnell Mooney was completely undeserved because, mm-hmm. yes, made a drop. Yes, it couldn't, it could have won us the game, but it's not what lost us the game. You know, that what lost us the game was exactly what you're talking about. It was terrible defensive play calling, terrible gutless. It was a completely conservative offensive play call situation. The The schemes didn't make sense. The lack of play, like there was so much all around. And yes, Darnell Mooney not making that catch didn't allow us to win, but it's the other 59 minutes by Getsy and Flus really caused us to lose. It was we see a lot of shit games, and for whatever reason, it seems to happen every time we play Cleveland. But God, you play an aggressive defense, and Fluce and Co. crap down their pants every time. You do, and cars. And, and yeah. when it's time to show that you have balls, and and Wayne, I'm right there with you, man. Thanks. Oh yeah, Thanks yes, absolutely. And we just it doesn't for for where I think that you're going to be going. Uh, draft wise and then in this offseason again your most critical down of the season you dropped your defensive tackle and coverage against a guy that had nine receptions and ended the game ended the game with 10 leading any player it just i mean and had no good 
response for why None. about it. Oh yeah, I gotta you know I gotta. That's one of those you know. There's two to three every game that you want to take back that you want to have back, and then that's one of them. dude. Come on, cars. We did our wa live watch party. Thanks again, Wayne. Appreciate you, man. We did our watch party and live. I'm like fucking my exact response. Fucking Justin Jones and I. The way that I made it sound was I was pissed at him, but it was yeah. because I was watching and I saw him drop into fucking coverage and immediately you knew and Joku responded to it in the oh. post game. They asked it. He's like, when I broke the huddle and I looked and I saw that the way that they were aligned, he said, I clapped my hand and said, ball game. That's it. That's it. He goes, I knew, I knew it was over. He goes, I knew I was going to run my route just a little bit deeper. It's a defensive tackle. It's a defensive tackle. And this, come on. Those are critical. But the other side of that, isn't it amazing when you see like a last play and you see one player on offense get really excited? Like you can tell in the way in the motions, like there is those moments of, I'm about to, I can win us the game because this is going to be open or this is going to be there. Those are some of the best moments. Like when you could line up and a guy on your team can look across and go, I'm scoring and this is the game. And not like from an ego thing, but just knowing schematically it's going to be there. That's an, that's got to be just an incredible feeling to be there and watch it happen and right. watch it all come true at that moment. But I just, you know, I I go back to Matt Nagy and remember Matt Nagy when he came in here, he he want he wanted to be so positive and so aggressive. And then when you got to fourth and one, here he is calling a timeout to yeah. set up a play. There was nothing ever in the flow, you know, we're going, we're going, we're going. You have your your top two, three plays that you're comfortable with. I look at Matt Eberflus the same way. It's the false bravado. It's the false confidence. It's the let's just we want we're we're gonna we're gonna send some pressure, but you know we're gonna. It's just there's you gotta move you. Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren have to do the right thing and realize the blueprint for the Bears has been there the entire fucking time, and if they do it again, cars. That they're taking this opportunity, this fucking lottery ticket that they're holding, and they're lighting it on fire. They really are. Oh, it it would. And truthfully, either way, either way, you're screwing this up because you're either going to ruin a kid as he starts or completely destroy the last chance a kid's going to have to be the guy. Yeah. And the team, because of the way you've built it, can still really compete in an NSC North that suddenly up. is ass. Yeah. Right? Like Detroit doesn't look good. Green Bay doesn't look good. Minnesota is old and doesn't have talent and young talent in a lot of places. Like this, even if the quarterback position isn't great next year, either way, you still should win the division because you will be the most talented roster next year. I hear you. I hear you. And you have, this is where uh, Dan Weeder's tweet yesterday, you know, that he sent out. And it, it's so true, man. 
you don't get a lot of opportunities. I understand there's you can point to some things with Flus, especially defensively, where you have seen improvement. Yeah. But we've also invested high draft picks. We've invested a lot of money for talented players. So to me, that is much easier to main, to maintain by bringing in a qualified defensive coordinator. Moving forward with this guy at head coach cars, it's it's the ultimate lunacy. It is. It's Chicago trying to relive it. We're gonna the defense is showing a sign. This is gonna be the core of our team. No, it's not. It's not. But it can be a big, big part of it, but you cannot move forward with this guy leading your team because he doesn't have a clue on the other side of the football. He doesn't. But to your point, we've kind of done this, right? We held on to to Dick Duran a year or two too long. You know, Lovey, we really did hold on to a year too long. We should have made that decision. And then when it happened, we should have undone that decision. But, you know, we were so dead set on all of it. We continually kind of do this. We'll give them one more chance. We did it with Nagy and and nothing. Nagy didn't have anything positive to go off of, where at least Flus would say the defense. There was right. nothing. We yeah, did Nag- it again. Nagy's expertise was nothing. I mean, was on the offensive side of the ball, and he didn't have that to, to – he could not say, hey, look at how we're growing here. This is why you brought me here on this. At least Flus can say, hey – this guy is improving. Our defense is showing life. He 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 has that. He can do that. Nagy never could. And cars, think about how sick to our stomach we were during that presser when the the, the collaboration where they all got a fucking script, all of them. What with the highlighted word collaborate? Do you the moment I think that we we knew it was going to be bad early. But the second that we had been told or knew that Ted Phillips wasn't going to be on. And then all of a sudden, Ted Phillips shows up. And if Ted Phillips is your, you know, pull ripcord in case of emergency guy, you are absolutely just ass as an organization. So, yeah, there's there's a legit concern always until we see Kevin Warren make a move that we think he should make and wants to make. And I, I think forcing Flus away is that move. If it doesn't happen, how many of us are going to believe that Kevin Warren has any sort of power or say with exactly. this title? No, I totally agree. And just, guys, some of the things in the chat, we're, we're not addressing anything quarterback tonight. We've It's been hot and heavy here on the network for the last couple of weeks. We're just going to steer everything in a different direction tonight. Um, so we're not for for cars's own sanity. Well, uh, yeah, it's, just, it's for everybody, man. It's you know, can we we BHL was an entire show, you know, talking about quarterback, and then I know Ivan talked about it on another bear show. We did it last night again, and it's just there's there's other things that we can talk about here. We're just not going to do it again tonight. We're gonna, just going to take a little break from it. Uh, we have you know. 
after this week, we're going to have two more games left and we're going to have a lot of time to, to figure out what's going to happen at that position. We, we have our thoughts on it for sure. And we're going to, I think and at this point, we. everybody knows them, but we're going to, we're going to be talking about it a lot. That's, that's well, what I think. Trying. I mean, you're a sicko like me Yeah. after the season ends. What am I going to be doing? I'm going to be going back watching the all 22 on offense and I'm going to break it into chunks and see what we see each step along the way. I mean, you know, you're right. I have my, my beliefs. I will go double check my work and make sure that absolutely like like all of us, we're not going to be, I'm not going to meatball myself. Um, I get it, man. I, my, my son's 12 years old. We were sitting down in the studio the other night and we're talking and our plan was to watch a Christmas movie and that turned into all 22 of quarterback prospects where I was explaining different things to them and, and stuff like that. But it's, you know, it's, it is what it is. When you say that we're, we're sickos, we are, man, it's, it's just what you are. You get a, you get some free time. And if you're not talking about it, you're, you're looking at it on tape because you want to, I want to be right. You know what I mean? I want to make the right decision, but it's, I wish it was me calling the shots. I really yeah. wish it was me calling the shots, but it's not me. So, yeah, I don't. I want to uh, try to stay as like educated on as as I as I feel like I should be. Like if if people are gonna watch or listen, I feel like you know you have to put in the work and make sure. And so you have to, you know, scout. We yeah. tell the coaches to self scout. You got to do that on yourself too, and make sure that you're you're not missing those things. But it it is because. Sometimes some of these things that we talk about, I would rather be wrong, right? Like I would rather be completely wrong on some of these stances because it would mean an easier thing, an easier decision for us or, you know, creates more options. Uh, So I, I'll let you answer this cars. I know, I know what your answer is going to be, but I, I I do want to chime on in on this also. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Right now, I would be very hard pressed to. Um, Alt is a bigger upgrade than um, than Olu would be to me to Braxton because they are very similar in both being really good pass blockers. But Alt is a much more physical person. Um, but the way I look at it is going to be positional value is going to push that one a little bit lower because in the area that you would draft Alt you are also going to be looking at wide receivers and, and Bauer. And so what you have to look at is or, the an, upgrade, edge, even. or an edge. Yes. Yeah. And so what you're going to have to sit there and look at is which one do I have the biggest deficiency to me? You can argue it's either going to be wide receiver number two or uh, a move tight end. And only because it's Bowers, that is going to be your primary need because you have nobody under contract other than, than DJ Moore. Um, so in that regards, no. If if this was a different team with some different deficiencies, Alt would be much more difficult to pass on. Yeah, and it, that's that's kind of my sentiment also. But just if I'm just basing it on just talent alone, and I don't think Ryan Poles has any plan to move off of Braxton. That's that's my feeling. <clears throat> if his pass blocking has been 
if my board fell a certain way and in alt was my top guy on the board, I would never be able to just say, well, we have Braxton. If he's, if he's clearly the best player, I would draft Joe Alt. I just, I just would. That's, that's just me. And I mean, think of a, I'm not, you can't compare the two players, but I look at it a lot like Justin Jones. Yeah. That you can be just good enough and make some plays and be a nice player in Braxton Jones. He can be a starter and be just good enough. But in a perfect world on a really, really good team, Braxton Jones would be a an amazing third tackle. You know what I mean? That's that's if, the way that I look at it on a deeper team. But we're not that deeper team yet. I think the 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 way I would explain it for you would be like if Darnell Mooney was the number two wide receiver that we hoped he would be and expected him to be in right. this role right now, that would mean that the wide receiver number two depth isn't. And so all becomes right. much more in play. So if you look at it in that context, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah, the and I mean, year we are arguing, is it going to be Jalen or Darnell? That's going to get the contract. And I think, yeah. well, and, or, um, Claypool, right. When it yeah. came to playtime, the way it was yeah. looking. And I think we always kind of said it would be, Claypool was most likely because the opportunity they were giving him and Darnell and then Jalen. Now yeah. we sit here at the end of the season and only one of them has a legit yeah, chance of being here. Yeah. And I mean, there, and as much as I love Darnell Mooney, there's, there's obviously something there that's, that's off. And <clears throat> maybe it's his tightrope surgery. I, I don't know. Maybe that, that's because cars, you can look at him. If we're talking about the all 22, you can look at Darnell Mooney on the all 22 and want just focus on him. He's not running his routes the same way that he did early on. He's really not. And I don't know. And I happen to believe what it is. I think this is a fifth round pick that does not have generational money. That's already had one major injury that realizes Free agency is a few weeks away or a you know, couple of months away for him. And he doesn't want to have that second major injury. That's truly what I think it is. I read it more as frustration because when you yeah. watched him early, they were there. Um, and again, uh, he's a lot of his stuff is crossing routes or mm -hmm. posts that are taking him over the middle and those are just not getting thrown. So, you know, there, I get a sense more of there's frustrations and I think, but even on his deep shots, I mean, he had his tracking has not been as good no, at all. Like that Washington game and he turned the right. wrong way and a few others. First play for, that was the first play of the game. That was right out the gate. And, and that should was, have been a touchdown. Was, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Totally. No, I totally agree. It's, Again, there's – I don't know if you find this as interesting, but every time we we hear from the defensive guys, they talk about their love of loose, right? Yeah. But every time you talk to an offensive guy, they talk their love of the quarterback and nobody else yeah. in that locker room. There's exactly. nobody. So when we say, like, the team loves – That's a great – that's a super fucking underrated point, man. Yeah. Honestly. The, the team may love – 
Justin, but it's it, the, the coaches are not like the defense guys love the defense. Nobody likes the offense. That's going to be another killer for them. And so that's, I don't know. It's going to be, again, a lot of body reading, uh, body language reading the next couple of weeks to see how tuned in people are and, and where they are. But this is the first week that I've been like, there are really big cracks uh, in the armor we've been seeing for the last yeah. two years. No, I hear you. And I, I think it's a, if you're watching Cars Keys tonight, I think that that honestly right there is the mic drop. I really do. That's a fantastic point made by you, Cars, because it's it says a lot. And this is the thing. And and so many fans are, oh, give me a running back and give me a defense. And I understand it. You can win. You can win games that way. Yep. You can win games that way. And I get it. But in today's NFL, you have to have a big time quarterback that is going to be making it's going to be making plays consistently and not trying to live in the highlights like Kurt Warner said. And that's it's, another a yeah. great point that he made. Oh, it's it, it, the way he really explained it as you, these big plays, you know, uh, we'll use the old Matt Nagy, right? Big yeah. plays are nice and they certainly are, but a big play is better when it comes in the structure of the design that the ball comes out on time that it hits into the right place versus the right defense while we will always take the pocket breaks down the guy who scrambles around makes the throw or or busts out the big run it's the way that you've got to do it in the structure and the guys who have really good uh or, or have really exploded on offense they're making the consistent play. You know, Kurt brought a great point with Mahomes, right? He's yeah. not as consistent this year. And that is why the offense is a struggle. Some of it is play calling. Others of it is the lack of faith in the wide receivers that he hasn't had a whole lot of time with. But down in, down out, I mean, most of these quarterbacks have really... Brock Purdy has probably been the only one that I would argue has gotten better. But most of the good quarterbacks have taken a serious step back this year yeah. and it's all because of the timing and getting the ball out in rhythm on time. Yeah. And, and I, I honestly think it goes back to training camp and your, your OTAs that everything that these players have signed off on in the mm-hmm. collective bargaining agreement, all of that. And cars history shows you that if, I understand you want to get to week one and you want to be healthy, but if you refuse to do anything in preseason, it's, it's pushing your development back into the regular season. I I think you're seeing that with the bears. You know what I mean? And it's just, they, there's no willing to throw away week one. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just think about that. You could have, they threw away a statement game against your rival, quote unquote rival, that's kicked the shit out of you over and over and over again. And it's just, it's to me, that needs to change. It, it really, really does. It's just players are going to get hurt. If they get hurt, you're going to get, you know, grilled for it in the media and by the fan base. But you know what? The same thing's going to happen if you come out flat. Same thing's going to happen if you come out and you lose. And it's, you lose 
a lot, right? Like, yeah. and you don't take accountability for it. You know, Getsy did what two weeks ago for one of the play calls and he actually took accountability. And that was the first time yeah. that anyone on this staff had taken accountability for anything. So yeah, if you don't he, think that they're feeling a hot seat, seriously. they're starting to take accountability. You think they're doing what Mike McDaniel did? Fuck no. No. They're not. Foose did it the other night. After the Cleveland, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta make a play on that ball. You gotta, you gotta pick it off. No, man. How about don't drop your fucking defensive tackle in the coverage? That that to me is more critical than a rookie making a mistake on a deep ball to Amari Cooper. That was a an amazing fucking throw by the quarterback. Why am I blanking on his name? Joe Flacco. Flacco. Go back and watch that, cars, and look what. Look where Cooper is when he throws that fucking ball. Well, that yeah. I mean, it's I don't know how, yeah. nuts. It's nuts. And I mean, I'm not. Listen, could Terrell Smith have played? Yes, he could have. He's a rookie corner. They're gonna get. They're gonna make really, really dumb plays. A guy that's been a lifer in the fucking NFL. In Matt Eberflus, you can't make that call, Flus. I mean, can't. Trayvon Diggs, when he's great, he's great. We'll use Bland on the same team. All this hype over his touchdowns. And what was it? He got one game and he was beaten like five for 126 by DK Metcalf and two or three touchdowns. Like these guys are gamblers. They're trying to make reads. You know, they're playing a guessing game on on what the route is actually going right. to be because everybody has a change. So, yeah, they're going to guess and be wrong. Yeah. And oh, it just kills me. Gary's got another one in here for you, Cars. To me, you only have one starting lineman, Darnell Wright. Maybe Tevin, if he can stay healthy. The rest, you got Wash players at center and Nate Davis. Um, So I think Braxton gets a lot of hate because you see, the, you know, it's, it's the offensive line thing of you see a bad play and you don't pay attention or see all the good plays that are made. So uh, understanding there are, there are plays where it's not great, but I happen to really like him. I like his athleticism. I think he's t- taken a step this year. I still think he's got room to grow as well. I mean, and he's, he's got to get stronger cars. He and really, he will every off. Yep, he's, yep. he's holding up a lot better. This year, better still, better than he was last year. Yeah. Still has a whole lot, you know, Tevin Jenkins, that one's really tough because if you remember Shane, you and I were, Early on, like he can't when he's healthy, stay healthy, he's your best offensive lineman, cars, and it's not close. Oh, God, Darnell Wright could, but right now, not yet. Yeah, not there. And yeah, but I, you know, we, but you and I had been, if he could just stay healthy, and then sure as shit, I put on a thing of how much money I think he's going to get, and he gets injured the, the next week, right? And that was scary. I mean, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like it was anything super, super violent. The way that he went down, I'm like, oh man, that's I was worried it was his back. Me too, like because that... his arm, his arm went back and it looked just like he was pointing to his lower back. And I was like, Oh shit. Here we go again. Yeah. And he and was I mean, DNP again today. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> he'll be in the protocol all week. There's yeah. there's zero percent chance. 
But this would be a nice game for them to play Jatiri Carter at left guard instead of Cody Whitehair. So well, kind of back to an earlier question, it would be nice to do that. Yeah, and that's that's the thing, Cars. And, and what do you think that they'll do? Do you think that they'll do you think they'll do that if Tevin is out? Or do you think that oh Cody gonna, Whitehair's playing? That's what I mean. Guard. Yeah. That's what I mean. And that goes back to the earlier question playing the younger guys or you're He's fighting one you for should your, be playing. Or you're, yeah, you're fighting for your job. Hundred percent. If that's the move, Tevin is out. Carter should be in there playing. Totally agree. So yeah, it's but God, it's I think Nate Davis has had more ups and downs that we would like. I still think he's a solid guy, but he's another upgradable piece. If there's someone else out there, but for what he is and the value it's there. If you get uh, <coughs> a center, I, and it doesn't even need to be an all pro. You just make a minimal improvement to that position and the line looks a whole lot better. We'll, we'll see how it all plays out. Um, but I, I think I think we're too hard on the line because we focus on some of the yeah. the bad plays that happen and don't see everything else that that's out there. Yeah, Jesse definitely was concussion. If you go back and watch it, you can see you can see it on Tevin's face and yeah. according to players in the locker room, even in the locker room after Tevin was wide eyed and still not there. Not didn't have all his marbles together we'll just we'll just say say that and concussions are crazy man you know i can get a concussion and whatever and and the the guy next to me gets one and it, it affects people differently look at roshan you know roshan was out for for quite Three, a while with his more yeah and that's probably another thing we should be talking about too cars i mean uh foreman was a, a dnp today i i think roshan's been for as much hype as he got man he he looks like a 1989 plotting running back to me out there he's he's got a long long ways to go to me if if you want him to be a viable the guy big yeah. piece of this offense moving forward and to me, I love Deontay Foreman, and I think he. To me, I'm definitely resigning him, bringing him back on a one-year deal. It's not going to cost you much, but I wouldn't be shocked if you don't see a completely revamped backfield in Chicago. Wouldn't shock me in the least. You know, and I think that's the other biggest miss is that Foreman should have been the the guy from Go. We and said it the day he was signed, cars. We, but look at look at how much better the run game was without when he was there, and so everybody knows since Herbert's been back and starting at running back, the Bears are averaging three point one yards a rush on first down, which is usually when Khalil Herbert's doing it. Yeah. So he's not the guy for the offense right now. He's not the guy for the scheme to be the starter. He's a good change of pace guy, but without Foreman, we're seeing all the flaws in this run game because yep. they they just aren't physical they aren't they need that type of person that's what foreman's supposed to be but they keep going back to herbert and i just and he doesn't he's not healthy clearly no. he's not but the same guy at all excuse me it's not like when it was at dallas mm -hmm. when it was pollard behind ezekiel elliott and you're like right. why isn't this happening i think you 
you know, you know, all of his flaws. He's not a, all of these different things that he's not your early down guy, like set the tone first drive type of person. He is all right. He has worn down this team for a quarter. Right. Now it's your turn to come in type of guy. And it's another one of those just messed up uses that I, I do not understand. Um, what do we got? Uh, so I'll, another one oh. here real quick cars, just ripping through these Gary's. Thank you, Gary. Appreciate it. Cars. The O-line coach has been terrible this season. Not enough criticism. You would think Billy Donovan is calling the rotations. Jesus. I, I struggle with that a little bit because me too. Wright has played very well. Uh, he is in part responsible for getting Tevin into guard, getting him into the position to buy in to do that. I think what Jatiri Carter has done is better. I think he got as close to getting a blood out of a turnip as he can in Larry Borum this year. Um, so I think there there is some improvement there, but I just think schematically the way that we're, you know, the way that plays are being called and the way that they're being designed to attack defenses. If you've listened to kind of the show this year, Getsy's play design leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah. And there's already problems with the way that the run game and the pass game don't really marry don't up. Yeah, they don't match at all. And so within a play within a step or a half step, um the defender knows if it's going to be a run or a pass. They can tell because it's like, you know, it's old school. If it's a run play, your their first step is forward. If it's a pass play, their first step is back. It's very mm -hmm. just easily done and that is schematically morgan's not the run game coordinator that is all on getsy and it's just not it's not there but the players have gotten better so there is there is some issue there but i i tend to think again it's it's schematic right and more than anything robert they didn't he was a david montgomery was a free agent and um they offered him essentially the same deal that Detroit did Chicago did. And we have that on pretty good authority. Yeah. From the player himself. He didn't want to be here. He wanted a fresh start someplace else. The he bears wanted to go try to win. Yeah. The bears wanted David Montgomery back. The bears offered him essentially the same exact deal that Detroit did. And he walked and Ryan Poles was pretty surprised by it, but that's, Hey, that's, that's part of NFL free agency. That's that's the game that you play and at that position. But again, I say I, I look back to it. You know, I love David Montgomery. I love the heart and the passion that he plays with. But they also love him so much in Detroit that six weeks later they drafted a running back top twelve in the first round. So that many said was way too high. Yeah. I love I, I love the player, but yeah, yeah, I love Jameer Gibbs. I mean, if he if he was available with one of the Bears second round picks, I I was running to the podium. I didn't think he was going 12. First round, it did not work yeah. at all. At all. Um we'll just do two things real quick. On offense, the way to beat him. Uh, 
the right-hand side, so the left defensive end, left tackle, really light guys. You're talking Collins plays a lot of the edge at 260. Ledbetter next to him is like 280. So you've got a physical big line. So you're going to expect to see a lot of runs to run over that side, and there's been a lot of success there. Um, <clears throat> Komet should be, this should be a Komet game. Uh, Arizona struggled against good TVs, uh, TEs, especially in the red zone. They just don't have a guy to sit down and match up with that. Um, so that should be really important for us. When you look at it, the Cardinals are the second worst pressure rate over the last five weeks. Uh, there will be a lot of time for plays to develop. They don't blitz as well. So they're a team that sticks with it and tries to stay in coverage. So there should be time for things to develop. So hopefully we see some return of a bit more of a vertical passing game that I feel like we go away from far too much. If you look at pass charts, especially when you look against the teams that have played Arizona, the middle of the field is ripe with opportunities. And Buda Baker is not necessarily the same player that he was a couple of years ago. He's still really good in the run game. But the inside linebackers, including Josh Woods, they can be beaten. Um, so you hope to see us take advantage of it. The last couple of weeks, there have been plays there. I uh, really need to see those go. Um, so half of the rushing yards, uh, 72 of the 70 rushing yards on the our Cardinals defense of a game come on first down. So you're getting great success running the ball. We have uh, not, right? So again, we've been 3.1 yards the last five games. But they give up the second most amount of yards per attempt on first down through the air at nine. So this should be a game where we try to normally set the tone with a run game to get in the second to manageable <laughs> needs so that, to be the pass game. So that means we're going to go exactly opposite of what you said. Exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. So we can't waste the first down plays, right? Like when, when we run on first down, we're one of the worst teams getting stuff behind the line. They're not a great team, but if you let them hang around, they will hurt you and they can win. You know, again, any team that can put 200 plus yards on the ground against a really good 49ers defense, yeah. you got to you got to do it. On the opposite side, uh you got to stop Connor, right? Cardinals are really even when it comes to first down. They lean way more on that run on the pass now with Kyler there. But what again, you'll notice they're getting 5.3 yards per rush on first down. If you don't contain the rush, and I, I mentioned this because we look so good against the run, except against physical teams like what Detroit has done and David Montgomery averaging six yards a carry against us those two games. If this happens, um, this game will be a loss. If the Bears cannot stop the gashes, uh, you are going to see this game easily be a loss. Um, three of the four interceptions for Kyler have come on first down. He's still not seeing things both because of height. He, and he has a massive front line in front of him. Um, so, you know, stay aggressive but this is not a game that you can blitz are you, early. Are you this, calling a Justin Jones interception against Trey McBride? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I'm actually calling a uh, Dominique Robinson. Uh, no, I have no idea where I was going with that. But yeah, it's 
Listen, it, this is a winnable game, but more importantly, it is a very losable football game. Oh, 100%, man. 100%. And, I, and I'm, I still think them being outside and not in the element that they're, they're used to will end up being a factor. And listen, Christmas Eve, late game, they know that they got to travel and they'll be thinking about – I think that that's all going to play – I think that that – might not be a huge part of it, but I think it's going to play into it. So we'll see, but I wouldn't put, I think that there's a lot of fans out there that think that the bears are just going to steamroll Arizona. And I, I, I wouldn't count on that at all. I, there, this could look like Detroit again, because the first game where they just start pounding the ball and we, we don't stop them. And yeah. This is kind of your three and a half quarter thing, Shane. Yeah. yeah. Like there are times on offense, we look good for half a quarter and terrible the three and a half. If this is a game where normally the defense looks bad for half, you know, like one quarter and good the other, if those flip flop, this, this game gets ugly. And, you know, what we've seen from this team is they rely on the defense to create offense, which God is, Who's that sound like? Yeah, us, us, and yeah. us. Um, what was your favorite play in the eight-play one-yard touchdown drive last week, Cars? <laughs> That's Chicago Bears football, is it not? I mean, uh, it's, it's. Did you have any confidence we were going to score there? Because I did. Oh not. God, no! Oh no! Like the second, the first penalty was like, all right, we're done. Yeah. We're done. This is over. This is. I hear over. you. But it's you know the the hard part about this is like. If our defense isn't forcing takeaways right now, God is our offense even worse. You know, like it, when the wheels come off on the defense from carrying the team basically yeah. for three and a half quarters, you don't get shocked about that. You just, it would be so nice to have a just four quarter both sides football game, wouldn't yeah. it? And yeah, and make carries. Oh. Surprise come true. I would I would love it because it's uh, I'm not exactly excited about them being the you know 425 slash 325 game on Sunday just because of you know family obligations and, and Christmas Eve. And with that being said, just to, to get off of that, just to make sure everybody knows there is not going to be a halftime show or a BHL this week. I think everybody understands that we all have young families that are going to be our focus i won't even be home uh to do that so i will be at my sister's house celebrating her birthday and christmas eve and and christmas uh there with the kids so we'll be doing that but um no bhl i know phil said that he he may record a rant but i wouldn't even plan on that listen it's family first and concentrate on that and hopefully the bears get a big w cars you got a you got a prediction before you get out of here uh so i learned my lesson last week um so i will never uh say the bears are gonna win uh again this uh while Eberflus is the head coach so i'm going to say 24 to 13 arizona wow wow cars merry christmas he's just I just shit on a whole lot of people. Yeah, look, I I, so. I I just 
I can't believe in this head coach and this staff anymore. And this should be a game where it it shouldn't be close. It really shouldn't. <laughs> talent, talent to talent, it shouldn't be close. But we know it's going to be. Carrie, Merry Christmas to you as well. Thank you very much. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much, Carrie. Tell the send the wife our best. I hope she's she's feeling good and thriving. And Merry Christmas to everybody that showed up here tonight. We appreciate you guys so much. But this will be the this will be the last cars keys of the year. Cars. Correct? Is that how we're yeah? I mean, yeah, well, it's very true. Yeah, essentially. Well, we'll figure it out. We'll see what we're doing. It's going to be a but, big, big off season, but yeah, we're going to think we're just about at the 90 minute mark. We may end it here a couple minutes early, but hey, end of the day, we've got a, oh, real quick. One more thing I wanted to, to ask you. Are you having any issue with having to root for the Packers over the Panthers? No. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm I, not either. <laughs> I'm not you either. Know, the only game with the Panthers I'm scared of is the the Jaguars game. Yeah, um, Lawrence is out. Even if he's in, yeah, that that team is just not like you. You understand why Philadelphia realized that Doug Peterson isn't that good of a coach, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, and they had to get move on. That's the one that scares me. I don't even worry about Tampa if Tampa has won the division because I think even if. It, even if they go second string, that second string is so much better than Thankfully, Carolina's first. Bears are in control with pretty much all the tiebreakers all the way down through. So, or not the, you know, the, the way that that would all set up yeah. for the Bears, I should say. We just, we just uh, need, I do think New England can actually, and should probably beat Denver this week. So that would take a tremendous weight off of my shoulders. Oh, you think New England will beat them? Yes. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. That would oh yeah, that would be that would be amazing. That would be a, a perfect Christmas gift for TTNL and all of our sanctity for sure. I mean, they, they played Kansas City pretty well, yeah. you know, and, and they played Buffalo pretty well. And so they have sneakily gotten better since they benched that total bum of a quarterback that anybody who Oh, liked God. him and wanted to draft him should be banished from ever talking about draft picks ever again. Mitchell Galloway uh, is very <laughs> upset at you right now. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I think I think New England's a sneaky, significantly better team right now, and will you know they'll definitely beat the Jets. I think the last week, I'll yeah. just say that as well. Well, I think we can get out of here, man. Love you. Merry Christmas to the, Christmas to the to girls. Well. Yeah. Maybe Steph will step up her Bears merchandise game to Shane's levels over here. I guess I'll just have to back there. Yeah. go set the bed up down here in the basement as that's where I'll be sleeping this evening. But <laughs> oh, you know. I, thought, I thought you were taking a shot at me there. But anyways. No, 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 no. I am... Uh, I'm a shitty husband, so I buy really comfortable couches. So every time I get yes. one, I can still sleep pretty well. That's really the goal. That's why I bought three theater chairs down here in my studio. Things are fucking great. Love it. Love it. But we're, 
we're going to get out of here, guys. This will be posted in pod version probably within the next 30 to 45 minutes for everybody that wants to listen to it that way. But <sighs> Bears versus Cardinals. Let's see what happens. Then after that, we got two more to go with lots and lots of questions, Cars. We did very, very good not talking quarterbacks tonight. We 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 did it. Yeah. We did it. I'm gonna fly the mission accomplished banner. Yeah. Uh, we, can we use the, the the MJ phrase here? We did it. It's been a long struggle, but yep. we're gonna be right back here next year for another long struggle, right? That kind of fits perfectly. I think that's the exact way to put it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Love you guys. Merry Christmas to everyone. Um, we hope you all have a great time with your family, your loved ones. That being said, you know, Merry Christmas to all and to all a Merry good night. Christmas. Right? Happy Christmas. Bear down. Love you guys.